You're listening to a message provided by Antioch Bible Baptist Church in Gladstone, Missouri. We intend this to be a helpful resource to you as you grow in your walk with Jesus Christ. This is intended especially for those who are unable to attend our worship gatherings and therefore were unable to hear the teaching of God's Word. This should not replace your gathering with our church as a member. If you're checking us out for the first time and are looking for a church to visit, we hope that you enjoy this content and that it impacts you personally. Thanks for listening. This morning, I want to begin my message by walking you through our church history. I think it is always good for us on Anniversary Sunday to go back to our beginning and walk you through that. And uh, so I'm going to read a lot of it because I can't remember it all. Uh, So I'll read it to you. There'll be pictures popping up as I'm talking about our church history. But our founding pastor, the founding pastor of Antioch Bible Baptist Church was a man named Joe Krieger. Brother Joe, as he affectionately came to be known, was a simple and humble man of God. Brother Joe was a carpenter by trade. In 1950, Brother Joe's wife, Joanne, gave birth to their only child, Jimmy Joe Krieger. This was a hard birth and resulted in complications for both Joanne and the baby. 23-year-old Joe Krieger cried out to God and said, God, if you let my son live, I'll start going to church. God heard and honored that request. And after their release from the hospital, Joe and Joanne Krieger and their son, Jimmy Joe, began attending the Kansas City Baptist Temple in Kansas City, Missouri, which today is known as Graceway. It was soon thereafter that Joe and Joanne accepted Jesus Christ as their personal savior and gave their lives to him. After giving his life to Christ, Joe Krieger became an active active in ministry of his local church. He taught Sunday school and had a heart for evangelism. It was sometime in the later part of the 1950s that God began to tug on his heart about full-time Christian service. Although the exact date and circumstances are not known, a spiritual marker in his life as well as in the life of Antioch Bible Baptist Church is when young Joe Krieger, a carpenter by trade, surrendered his life to his Lord for full-time service. The very first meeting of Antioch Bible Baptist Church occurred on January the 1st, 1961 in the home of Brother Joe and Joanne. They lived at 5428 North Bells Terrace in Kansas City, Missouri. That first meeting was attended by 17 people. Within three months, they outgrew Brother Joe's living room and moved to the community center at the Antioch Shopping Center where they remained for the next year. While Antioch began meeting in January of 1961, it was not officially organized into an independent Baptist church and recognized as a nonprofit organization according to the laws of the state of Missouri until April 28, 1963. This date is the official anniversary date of Antioch. By this time, the membership of the church had increased to 51. In June of 1963, four acres of land and a small white house were purchased at 800 Northeast 72nd Street, the site of our present facilities. After modifications were made, church services were held inside the house. The decision to build Antioch Bible Baptist Church at this location was a defining moment in the history of our church. Brother Joe and the people who made that decision said, we believe 
that at this location, God will build his church. The vision for building facilities for the glory of God began when the basement of the West Building began and was completed in October of 1965. The church services were then held in the new basement while the Sunday school classes were held in the White House. On March 20th, 1969, the first services were held in the newly constructed sanctuary atop the basement. And this is where our offices are today. Brother Joe led the church in purchasing two and a half acres north of the church. Today, this is where the north parking lot and the Antioch Kids Center is located. Eventually, the blessings of God led to the construction of the basement of the East Building, finished in December of 1975, with the sanctuary being completed in December of 1976, and this today is known as Krieger Hall. So to all our Krieger Hall people, shout out to you today. <laughs> Pastor Bob Baer led the church into purchasing property to the east along North Harrison Street for a parking lot expansion, as well as building a new multi-purpose worship center in 1997. And that's the room that we sit in today for those of us in the worship center. In 2018, under the leadership of Pastor Bob, Antioch built a kids center to accommodate our growing families in the church. And a big shout out to all of our people sitting in our Antioch Kids Auditorium today. It is impossible to speak about all the men who have served on the pastoral staff at Antioch in detail. Their individual contributions to the history of Antioch are greatly appreciated. Though many in the church today will not recognize the following names, their names are mentioned here as a spiritual marker for our church and mentioned with thanks to God for each of these men and their families. Past youth pastors include Whitney McRae, Dennis Ebert, Bill Havens, Bill Petty, Scott Phillips, Larry Webb, Terry Wilkes, Joel Marshall, Marcus Mackey, and our current student director, Tim Masserang. Past ministry, ministers of music, as they were called back in the day, worship pastors, include Kenny Thompson, Bob Bear, if you didn't know Bob was our worship pastor for a while, Terry Wilkes, Brett Francis, and Brett Hunter. David Ruckel served as our children's pastor. Sean Barr served as our adult ministries pastor. Now Stuart Solinger serves as our Antioch Groups Director. Sean Barr and Jim Collinsworth served as executive pastors. Our current pastoral staff consists of four pastors. In 1979, Bob Baer joined the staff as Minister of Music and in 1992, he became the second senior pastor of Antioch, where he served for 30 years and still currently serves on our staff as our community pastor. And Bob, you're sitting in Krieger Hall today, and I want you to know that I love you. And I'm so grateful that you've stayed on with our staff and our team. I love serving Christ with you. Can we give a rousing applause to Pastor Bob? You look as good, Bob, as you did. I, th I think this was actually, well, that was when you came, 19, because uh, Robbie was, or uh, 
Nate was one. So you look as good as you did when you were whatever age you were there when you came. <laughs> we won't go there. In April of 1999, Pastor Todd Slagle joined our staff. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Todd. I love you, man. I, I really do. Todd Slagle joined our staff as our outreach pastor and is now the, the family pastor. I love Todd Slagle. He is. It's, it's odd when you take a position and you've got two guys that have served and given their life longer than you have at this, in, at this church. And so I'm just so honored to serve with Pastor Todd. He is an encourager. He is leading our family ministry so well. Can we give it up for Pastor Todd? I love you, Pastor Todd. Our current worship pastor who already introduced himself is Clint Stevens. He served. Well, let me, let me finish. We'll, we'll clap for him. Our current worship pastor is Clint Stevens, and he served as our student ministry intern for three years while he was attending Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. He graduated from there, went off to do a little uh, time away, and uh, by God's grace, he returned to join us and our staff in June of 2021. Clint, I love serving Christ with you. It's a joy to do this journey with you. Let's give it up for Pastor Clint. Beyond our pastoral team, we have a staff that spans from 40 plus years serving on our staff to just a few months. If you work at Antioch, would you please stand today so that we can honor you for your faithful ministry to Antioch as well. If you work at Antioch, there's some back there, Debbie, Ashley, Ruth. Let's thank them, Faye. Dennis. I'm super grateful for our staff that God has given us at Antioch and they lead our church really well. One of the unique pieces I'm not going to tell you what song my wife told me to sing when I started to cry because that would be not right would I but one of the unique pieces of our past and present is that Antioch has had only three senior pastors in its 60-year history. While a senior at Baptist Bible College in Springfield, Missouri, Bob Baird traveled in a men's quartet that performed a concert here at Antioch. It was soon after that experience in the spring of 1979 that Brother Joe contacted this young man about coming to Antioch as the minister of music and college director. In June of 1979, Brother Bob, along with his wife, Judy, and their one-year-old son, Nathan, moved to Gladstone to assume the new responsibilities. Brother Joe took 22-year-old, that's how old he was in that picture, by the way, 22-year-old Bob, and over the years shared his ministry and his life with him. 
Bob was ordained to gospel ministry in 1982 and assumed the responsibilities of associate pastor. This spiritual marker is very significant because God, through the wisdom and discernment of Brother Joe, was in the process of training the man who would become the second pastor of Antioch. After 30 years as the pastor of Antioch, Brother Joe retired in March of 1992. This spiritual marker marks the end of a pastorate that was marked by faithfulness to God, consistency in his walk, determination in his actions, and love in his heart for the ministry to which God had called him. Those who did not know the ministry of Brother Joe in a personal way still feel the benefit of this man of God's love for Antioch Bible Baptist Church as was expressed by his devotion to Jesus Christ. Six weeks after his retirement, God called his faithful servant home to him. It was as if God said, well done, good and faithful servant. Now enter into my rest. He slipped into the presence of God at the age of 65. The last act of brother Joe Krieger as the pastor of this church was to lead in calling the associate pastor Bob Bear as the senior pastor. Pastor Bob became the second pastor of this church in March of 1992. After serving 13 years on staff, God is so wise in his dealings with man who knew that in six short weeks, Pastor Bob would no longer have Brother Joe as a mentor. God did. But in his providence, Antioch had a pastor who was familiar with the ministries of the church, the people of the church, and the workings of the church. Bob continued to serve as the senior pastor until May 21st when he transitioned into the role of the community pastor. In the summer of 2000, I was a summer intern at Antioch before returning to Baptist Bible College for my senior year of college. In October of 2004, I joined the staff at Antioch as the associate student pastor. As staff changed in April of 2005, I became the student ministries pastor. In October of 2011, I transitioned into the adult ministries pastor. And in 2020, Pastor Bob and I began meeting with a small group of leadership to pray about Bob transitioning to a different role at Antioch and the possibility of me assuming the role of, senior, of the senior pastor. With the full support of the deacon board, this tr transition was presented to the church. And in May of 2021, I became the third pastor of Antioch. If you... Sit down. Yeah, that's good. All right. Sit down for some of you. If you have been a part of Antioch for more than 20 years, would you please stand to your feet? If you've been a part of Antioch for more than 20 years, would you stand to your feet? And an overflow everywhere, stand to your feet. Thank you. Thank you for being faithful to Antioch for 20 plus years. Stay standing if you've been a part of Antioch for 30 plus years. 30 plus years. Okay. 40 plus years, stay standing if you've been a part of Antioch for 40 plus years. 
50 plus years. Antioch, been a part of Antioch for 50 plus years. Yeah! Faith, Debbie Craig, other, I don't know about overflow. Janice is probably an overflow and Mel. I love you guys. What a testimony of God's grace and your faithfulness to a church that looks a lot different than it did 50 years ago when you joined and became a part of it. We love you and are thankful for your faithfulness to Antioch. Let's give him a clan hand one more time. Now that we have heard our story, our history, and seen those who've been faithful to Antioch for many years, I would like you to watch this video to see the difference Antioch has made and it is making in people's lives. Antioch started in, I think, 1963 in Brother Joe's basement. You know, there was maybe less than a dozen at first, but, you know, those people, some of them mortgaged their houses to be able to, you know, to buy the property and to, to start building. And They continued the church in the little white house that sat at the front of the property. And from there it grew and ran out of space. And so they built what is now Krieger Hall. And then it grew and they ran out of space and we built the worship center. Pastor Joe Krieger, you know, had a smaller congregation in the beginning. And I remember him preaching like a, is it okay to say old fashioned preacher? He would build up to it and, and, well, he got my attention. And later, Pastor Bob was hired as music minister. And when Pastor Joe decided to retire, Pastor Bob became the lead pastor. Um, after that first Sunday, uh, I think about midweek, Brother Bob came knocking on our door, came in our living room, thanked us for coming. And uh, Bob's a pretty intense dude. So, uh, you know, in, the, in a small apartment, there was no getting away from him. Uh, but no, he, uh, we, we love Brother Bob and, uh, you know, Again, we came back the next week, they invited us back, and uh, we've been coming back ever since. 60 years as a church is quite a milestone, and the focus on family and kids and generations is quite a milestone, is quite an achievement, and I'm very proud to have been a part of that. Well, we've been coming to Yenox, like you say, over 40 years now. And um, we started having children in 1985. Um, our first one was born, Matt, and he's still a member here. And he married Shanna, and they have three children. They were faithful to bring to, to bring us to church as kids, and, and we came to know the Lord. And, and, and now it's neat to see kind of that being passed on to our kids, right? Our, our oldest Penny, I was need to see her get baptized a year or two ago. And, and again, to get to sit next to my parents during that and to know that th their faithfulness, you know, was a big driver in a lot of that um, and just how God was faithful through that. I tell you, there's nothing like it. your grandkids running up to you in the hall and giving you a big hug 
and uh, pulling out their Sunday school paper and saying, hey, Papa, can I tell you what we learned in our Sunday school today? Now, I know there's a little incentive involved with that because they get a piece of candy if they get somebody to sign their paper, <laughs> but we're going to leave that part out. One thing that I thought is really cool about Antioch is that um, when we first got married and served as kindergarten and first grade Sunday school teachers, um, we taught a few groups of kids and then now those same kids are teaching our kids. Our eight-year-old Penny, she'll come home and tell us about um, talking to her friends at recess about Jesus and our church makes it um, normalized for our kids to spread the message and, and not be ashamed of the gospel. Well, you know, the best, uh, as you're getting me choked up here, you know, probably the best way to, that I can describe it, I've got a, a Bible that, and the first page, I don't know if you can see it, but I started a running tab of, you know, when Matt was baptized and accepted Christ and Brad and and Michelle and then the grandkids and when Matt and Shanna uh, joined Antioch. And so, you know, that just kind of tells me, you know, how, how sweet the mission field can be when you start at home. Having our lives intertwined with the church and our kids and our grandkids, that's a, that's a pretty special strong bond that, you know, it's going to be tough to break. So, um, yeah, you won't be able to dynamite us out of Antioch. Um, <laughs> we're, we're there for the long haul. I've been coming to Antioch since 1972, so 51 years. About 1979. For a little over 40 years now. I've been coming to Antioch uh, for my whole life. I grew up within Antioch, basically my whole life. We've been members of Antioch since 2016. A couple years ago. We've been going to Antioch for just about two years now. Um, you could tell right away when we were first visiting, the first thing we commented was there's just multi-generational. Mm -hmm. um, you saw kids with older adults, um, people our age, people a little bit older than us, intermixing, talking, and hanging out. So that was the first that we mentioned when we first visited. And then having Cora, I'm just thrilled that we get to raise her at Antioch and, and get to see her growth and her, Lord willing, just relationship with, mm -hmm. with Christ. When we moved to Kansas City during the pandemic, uh, we looked at a lot of churches online. We looked at their doctrinal statements. We looked at their online services. Antioch came to the top very quickly. And so we came here on Easter of 2021. And we didn't know anybody, you know. We didn't, we didn't know anybody because all we had was our family here. We were ready for our church family again. When we first uh, moved here, we were looking for a local pregnancy center. Resource Health popped up, and so um, they had invited me to an event that was at Antioch, and I came home and I said, we need to go try out that church, and ever since then, we've been there. So we went, um, just so happened to be the weekend, Pastor Bob announced that he was stepping down, um, which was kind of funny timing, but, um, it didn't seem to, you know, rock the boat or make waves. Like, you know, everybody was grateful for 
everything Pastor Bob had done, but there was no no fear about Pastor Steve taking the reins. Just the friendship of those two was very clear. Um, and the transition was so smooth. Um, to now have a third pastor in just under 60 years is something that we take a lot of pride in. And I think it's a good sign of yeah. healthy church and that the pastors are invested in the church. It's not a stepping stone for them. This was meeting with Steve over the years and um, having his impact on my life has this uh, encouraged me to, again, live out the gospel. What does it mean to really follow Christ and have him be the leader of your life? And so with that, um, again, has led me to help Marcus with the church plant in Indian Hills, Colorado. Um, and again, that's uh, nothing I really saw coming, but uh, something that God saw coming and he's placed me there for a reason and purpose um, and this to follow him. I think it's really special that Antioch celebrating 60 years um, because it's just a a steady and firm and faithful church. It definitely definitely gives me hope for the future. I mean, I and I just think it shows God's faithfulness yeah, to have a church that's been around for that long and that is still not conforming to the culture and the world. I remember Brother Joe saying, hey, if any time somebody up here isn't preaching from the Word, run. There's been no need to run. I think it's such a blessing to be a part of it and to be one of the, you know, one of the older people that are still here. I'm just really excited to look towards the future of Antioch and with Steve's, all of his different plans, his seven-year plan. And, 15-year Psalms plans, yeah. and um, I just love that. Being able to laugh with her when she's in high school when we're done with Psalms. <laughs> and, um, just the long-term goals that the church has set, it's, it'll be fun to see the fruition of that. To us, it's just kind of fun to be at a church with a 60th anniversary, because we've only ever been at two other churches in our 45 years together. One of them was, they had their 150th anniversary, so we, we feel like, well, we're in the we're in the beginning of this, and it's the 60th year. Yeah. I love I love Ruth's quote in that we're in the beginning of this, and it's the 60th year, and then I say Amen to that as well. Psalms 145. Four through six says this, one generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. Mighty acts, wondrous works, awesome deeds, God's greatness. This is what today is all about. One generation commending God's work to another generation. At Antioch, the mission remains the same as it is as it was from its birth in April of 1963, leading generations to make disciples of Jesus Christ everywhere. 
We get this mission from Matthew 28, 19 that says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Our mission will never change because the word of God does not change. Psalms 102 in verse 18 says it this way, let this be recorded for a generation to come so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. Amen. Our mission remains the same because of a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. With our eyes on God's faithfulness in our past, we look to God's faithfulness in our future to a generation that is not yet. A mission, our mission always stays the same, but our vision has changed throughout the years. As you listen to our story, you saw vision changing from generation to generation, from buying property to building buildings to different programs and different staff. The vision is always changing to fit the current situation and the people who are a part of Antioch. So how do we plan to live out our mission? We plan to live out our mission through our vision. And we have set seven goals for the next seven years that by God's grace, we seek to accomplish. Our pastoral team has put together a video to remind you and maybe for some introduce you to these seven goals that by God's grace, we want to see accomplished over the next seven years. Turn your attention to the screens. In 2022, our pastoral team shared with our church seven goals that by God's grace we are seeking to accomplish from 2023 through 2030. The mission of our church remains the same, leading generations to make disciples of Jesus Christ everywhere. While the vision, our seven-year goals, sets a direction for our church to fulfill its mission. Our goals are meant to be multi-generational, meaning that anyone from someone in the kids' ministry all the way to our young at hearts can be an active participant. If we hit every goal or even come up short on some of them, Psalms 115.1 is the cry of our heart. Not to us, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Now, we want to share with you what these goals are and the purpose behind them. Hi church, I'm excited to share with you one of the goals we have at Antioch from now through 2030. The goal is 500 baptisms. At Antioch, we believe baptism is the first step of faith after a person has trusted in Christ to be their Savior and Lord. Matthew 28:19 says, Go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Since we value baptism so highly, by the grace of God, we want to see 500 believers take that next step of baptism and obedience to God. At the time of this recording, that number would be roughly half of our church's membership, inviting people to Antioch, investing in them, seeing the power and that person coming to faith in Christ and choosing to demonstrate that through baptism. Church, the number isn't important, but having the goal to see believers take this next step in their faith is what God has called us to do. And by His grace alone, we hope to see these 500 baptisms in the coming years. 
Our second goal is 3,096 people going through the book, Growing in Christ. Growing in Christ is a simple book designed to help new and developing Christians grow into fully devoted followers of Jesus through studying the Word, memorizing the Word, praying the Word, and growing in community around the Word. As a church, we are committing to using this book as a tool to grow personally and share with others. We're using the membership plus two model for this goal. If every member goes through the book and then invites two others to go through it as well, we will have roughly 3,096 people that will have taken a step to grow as a follower of Jesus. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 2 says, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This is the heart of this vision. This goal is to send out three pastors or missionaries from Antioch to other parts of our city, nation, or around the world. God has blessed Antioch immensely with our home in Gladstone, Missouri. We love what God is doing throughout Gladstone and the greater Kansas City communities. We also know Matthew 28, 19 calls us to make disciples of all nations. So we want to be known as a church that actively pursues raising up leaders that ultimately will be sent out to go to new cities or countries and plant churches and share the good news of Christ. Our fourth goal is to establish an Antioch leadership program to raise up future leaders for Antioch and for reaching the world. The goal is to develop the next generation of leaders at Antioch who will influence the world for Christ. We have a great leadership team at Antioch in many areas of the church, from deacons to Antioch group leaders to young adults, student and kids ministry leaders. But in order for our church to continue to be effective in reaching generations with the gospel, we must be about raising leaders within the church. I'm currently serving as the lead pastor here at Antioch, but as long as God keeps blessing our church, I know I won't be the last lead pastor here. And I truly believe that the next lead pastor at Antioch could be sitting in our kids' ministry today. Leaning into the power of leading generations will help propel us forward as we look to grow and develop leaders through a leadership program. Our fifth goal is to give $3 million to world or local missions through our faith promise giving. We as leaders have a lot of goals and aspirations for our church, but without the Lord's provisions and the generous hearts of our members, our goals are just empty words. 2 Corinthians 9-7 says God loves a cheerful giver. And part of what makes Antioch such a great church body is the cheerful givers who are a part of it. On top of general tithing, we encourage our members to give towards what we call faith promise giving. This is simply an act of faith to give a consistent donation toward world or local missions, trusting that God will provide the funds and use them to further His kingdom. In order to reach this goal of three million, we are trusting in faith that God would provide roughly $350,000 each year to help us meet this goal. This number very well may be smaller or even greater than what we could hope for, but number aside, we know God will use these funds to spread His gospel everywhere. Our sixth goal is to adopt one community project a year and pour our church's time, talent, treasure into. We talk a lot about world missions at Antioch because they are so important to furthering the name of Jesus Christ in all nations. But not everyone is called to serve internationally. 
and we know the important role a church can play in its own backyard. So for that reason, we're committing to hone in on one specific organization or project each year and invest our time, talent, and treasure. Choosing to go all in on a specific one will make a dramatic difference for both the investment of our members as well as for the organization. Our seventh goal is to pay off our Antioch Kids Center. Even if you've never stepped foot through our church doors, you can see the investment Antioch places on the next generation just by looking at the side of our building. Psalm 145.4 says, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I love the heart of our church and the intentionality to invest in the next generation. We know our Kids Center building is just that, a building. But the Lord is truly using this place to bring in new families and grow the young children into passionate followers of Jesus Christ. Our desire to pay off the building comes from a heart to honor God by not being in debt. Second, we have long-term goals for what Antioch will look like in the future. And if we want to dream about what God has for our future, we should prioritize being wise and paying off our debts before starting something new. So join us in this vision, right, of seeing God work in our church through these goals over the next seven years. You play a vital part in each one of those goals and us reaching those goals together as a church family. So what is it going to take for us to continue to lead generations at Antioch? The book of Judges begins right on the heels of Joshua, which is where we hear of Moses and Joshua's transition in leadership. And when you come to the book of Judges, they're taking over the land and Joshua is about to die. In fact, in Judges chapter two, in verse six, it says, when Joshua dismissed the people, the people of Israel went each to his inheritance to take possession of the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all of the great work that the Lord had done for Israel. And so the book of Judges is reminding us that as Joshua served the Lord, so did those who were under Joshua's leadership and even the elders that led with Joshua, they followed the Lord. And verse 8 says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years, and they buried him within the boundaries of his inheritance. In verse 10, you would think that it's going to say, and all the generations were gathered to their fathers and there arose another generation who served the Lord. But when you see Judges chapter 2 and verse 10, it doesn't say that. It says, and all that generation also were gathered to their fathers and there arose another generation after them. Listen, who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. When you study the Bible and you think about what that is saying, it should blow your mind. 
Because God had delivered them from the oppression of Egypt. They had crossed the Red Sea on dry ground and watched the miracle of God destroying their enemies. And then God had faithfully sustained them for 40 years in the wilderness. And now we come to the end of this generation and it says there was another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done. So when I read this, my initial thought when I read the word no was, well, the generation before them dropped the ball. I mean, how can you not know the Lord? How can you not know his works? That it must have been the generation of Joshua and the generation that followed Joshua that just didn't continue to talk about the Lord and the work that he had done. But when I studied it and dug deeper into the word no, the word no actually is not about ignorance of information. The word no has to do with belief. It, wasn't not, it was not ignorance that led to them not knowing God and the works to, of God. It was unbelief. This word no is not about information. It's about transformation. They knew the Lord and his works. They just didn't believe it. They knew the Lord and his works. But listen, it didn't change their lives. My greatest fear for our church is that we know the gospel informationally, but we don't really believe the gospel transformationally. The core of what we believe is this church, that God created us for himself and we sinned against God. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And because we sinned against God, we were separated from God. Ephesians 2 says we were dead in our trespasses and sin. But God in his mercy and kindness sent his only son Jesus to make a way for us to be right with God. And Romans 5.8 says that God demonstrates his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were yet enemies of God, Christ died for us. And Romans 10, 23 or 10, 13 says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. We can be rescued from our separation from God through the person of Jesus Christ. And Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Do you believe this truth? I'm not asking if you know it. There's many of you sitting in these rooms today and in this who have grown up in church, you can give the gospel to me. So my question is not, do you know it? My question is, do you believe it? Say that. Has it transformed your life? Is it changing the way that you live your life? Is it changing the way that you view your marriage? Is it changing the way that you view your singleness? Is it changing the way that you parent and the way that you work and the way that you do sports and everything else in your life? Is it changing you? 
Or is it just, I know the works and I know the Lord, but I don't believe it. I'm calling us on our 60th anniversary to not just know the gospel, but believe the gospel. One commentator said of Judges 2 and verse 10, people cannot thrive on the spiritual power of their parents. Each generation must personally experience the reality of God. We church cannot thrive on the spiritual power of our history. Each generation, us We must personally experience the reality of God. And how do we do that? Through the good news of the gospel. Leading generations starts in our homes. Gary said it well in the video, how sweet the mission field can be when you start at home. It starts with a mom and dad who've been transformed by God's grace. I was listening to a former young adult pastor this week who who pastored thousands and thousands of young adults. And his comment on the pattern he saw in leading young adults was there was a generation of parents who played the game of church. And the young adults would come to his ministry and deconstruct their faith because they hadn't seen it lived out at home. Church for the parents just became something they did for show rather than affecting every area of their life, rather than being an overflow of God's grace. The gospel must transform our hearts and our homes before it can move to our church. Leading generations moves from our home to our church. And so church, are we from the young at heart to the kids ministry being transformed by what we know about the Lord and his works? Leading generation moves from our home to our church, to our our city and beyond. That we want to continue to be a light in this community. We want to be a light in Indian Hills, Colorado. We want to be a light in Cusco, Peru. We want to be a light to the ends of the earth. But it all comes back to the reality that following Jesus is more than just knowing about him. It is being transformed by him. And so my question for you today is, Who's that going to be in our church? Who's going to be the person, the family, the generation that's going to say, we're not just going to know the Lord and the works of God. We're going to be transformed by the gospel. Amen. We're going to be transformed by what we know about the Lord and what we know about his works. Listen. If you're in any of these rooms today and you're 60 or over, I want to ask you this question. Would you stand with me and say, by God's grace, we're not just going to know the Lord and his works. We are going to believe the Lord and his works. If you're 60 and over and you say, we believe that and we will stand with you in affirmation of that, would you stand to your feet if you're 60 years old or over? In all the rooms, stand. If you believe that, you're 60 years and old. Let's go. Let's go. If you're 40s and 50s in this room or any of these breakout rooms, 
And you would say, by God's grace, you are not just going to know the Lord in his works, but you're going to believe the Lord in his works. And you're going to stand on the gospel and be motivated by the gospel. Stand to your feet. Man, let's go. If you're in your 20s and 30s, and you would say, by God's grace, we're not just going to be a 20s and 30s that know about the Lord and know about his works and on the heels of mom and dad's faith, but we're going to believe the Lord and we're going to be transformed by his word and his work. Would you stand to your feet, 20s and 30s in this room? Amen. Let's go. If you're a teen in this room and you're a kid in this room, And you'd say, by God's grace, I don't want to just be a teenager and a kid that knows about the Lord and has Sunday school teachers and youth ministry leaders that invest in my life. But I want to be transformed by the good news of the gospel. If you're a teen and a kid in this room, in any of the rooms, would you stand to your feet as well? Amen. Father, you see all that are standing and by God's grace, by your grace, let's go, right? Let's, we, we don't want Judges 2 and verse, chapter 2 and verse 10 to be true of this church. We don't want to be a people, Lord, that know about you, have information about you, but our hearts aren't being transformed by you. When you, what you see across this buildings, these buildings today, Lord, is a church family that says, here we are. Let's go. And so, Lord, take us, use us, spread the fame of your name through our lives. Use us, Lord, to be the generation that takes the gospel to the people that have never heard of you, not just to the ends of the earth, but the people in our neighborhoods, the young adults that are growing up and they have no idea who Jesus is, the teenagers that have no idea of who Jesus is. May we be the church that you would not look at and say, there arose up a generation that didn't know. And here's what I would pray. 60 years from now, when most of us in this room are in glory with you, may there be another pastor who would stand up and say, let us not be the generation that has said they didn't know the Lord or his works. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. You're always welcome at Antioch. If you desire more information, please go to AntiochBBC.org. That's AntiochBBC.org. God's best to you.